Barry Cookook, who's the Chief Technology Officer at Netstock and co-founder as well at Netstock. Um, it's fantastic to have you with us on what's next. We're going to be finding out uh, more about what Netstock is and what Netstock's been busy over the last few years. But uh, it's, it's about uh, inventory management software and uh, AI and uh, this technology leveraging and setting uh, Netstock apart from the rest of the pack, so to speak. Uh, talk about supply chain management, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's been one hell of a ride, Barry Cook, and a great pleasure it is to welcome you here. I've been reading about your acquisitions and um, it's, it's just amazing to see where you've taken this organization and, uh, you know, with AI being so prevalent right now and the software that's unlocking supply chain potential that we're hearing so much about globally, it's all about supply chain. Firstly, Barry, yeah. welcome to What's Next. It's great to see you again. Thank you, Aki, man. It's been, a, it's been a long time and it's good to see you again also. And thank you for having me. No, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure. And I'm, you know, it's always great to look at uh, homegrown South African companies that have done exceptionally well globally. And Netstock is one of those companies. Um, you're a South African software company and you've gone global. It's a fantastic story. For those who haven't heard Netstock before, the name Netstock or what Netstock does, tell us a little bit about Netstock and your journey to where you are today. Um, yeah, so we started in 2010, um, and uh, we were four founders that started the business uh, at that time. Um, and all four of us have worked in a previous uh, kind of career uh, in, in inventory optimization uh, software. Um, but we were really focused on the kind of high end of the market and you know, the guys who, who, can, who can pay the big bucks and so on. And um, in 2010, we came back together and we said to each other listen let's do something um is there an opportunity and we realized that there literally are thousands and thousands of smes around the world that have the exact same problem as those big companies do but they do not have the access to the tools to you know compete in the marketplace and so we decided to build medstock to um, allow them to also compete you know and since that time, it's been our mission to, to arm these smaller companies, even maybe up to the mid-range, um, with the tools to also compete in the market. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in a world where there's only Walmart and, and Amazon left. You know, I want there to be a rich ecosystem. And that's our mission is to, to help these smaller guys also compete, um, you know, in the market. Wow, it's, it's been a fascinating journey. And there have been quite a few acquisitions along the journey and you joining us right now you're in uh, in in the US on the uh, on the east coast not far from MIT as we're doing this particular interview this is where the the, the company's basis is where your headquarters are now um and it's been an extraordinary year Barry when you look at the year of AI I'd like to call it even though AI has been around for for decades but you know chat GPT and AI being you know, at the forefront of where technology is moving, I guess, and how companies yep. are optimizing their operations and their workflows using AI. And AI is certainly shaping the future of the business you're in, and that's inventory management and supply chain, um, in, in, you know, from a South African business. So how do you see the role 
of AI in shaping the future inventory management and supply chain planning in for South African businesses? And when you look at us from where you are at the moment, are we right at the forefront? Are we right there where the rest of the world is when we are talking about supply chain and inventory management? Well, it's interesting you should say that you know it's the year of, of AI. It's it's almost like everything suddenly became visible and you know people started talking about it and everyone in their and their dog is now using AI for some re, you know for some uh, thing you know you know that you've you've crossed over when your hairdresser goes have you heard about chat GPT and I go okay yeah this is this thing is big now you know um, and so absolutely because everyone is suddenly so aware uh, of, of AI, uh, people are demanding that their software has some flavor of AI in it. Um, and what we found where AI is really good at is looking at vast amounts of data, finding patterns, finding the anomalies, uh, and that kind of thing, and bringing that to the fore in a very uh, quick and easy way. Um, the other way that people um, use AI, which is more kind of the ChatGPT way, is more of a natural language. So instead of looking at dashboards on a screen, can you have some software that can show you and talk to you in a way that us humans can understand, uh, telling you where you know where you can improve your business and so on. So yeah, we we really uh, invested this year uh, into starting our AI journey. We were pretty early in the year um, able to release our first um, few. Uh, forays into this world and we continually building there's just so much going on in the background and you know in the next six months we'll have the next you know next bunch of stuff out and the next six months after that will be the next bunch of stuff out and so on um and to come back to your question you know are we at the forefront um it's i don't really think of us even as south african businesses as separate from everyone else you know with the internet Everyone has access to everything in the, in the same way, right? You can sit in a coffee shop in, in Melville on a laptop and have the exact same information at your fingertips than someone sitting in Silicon Valley in a coffee shop, right? It's, there's no yes. difference. So, so it's really about can you take advantage of all of the stuff that's out there? There's so much um, available to people. It's open source. There's communities of people working together. And it's really all about taking advantage and using that stuff to, you know, to build your business or, or improve your business and, and so on. So, yeah, we, I think we're pretty much up there. That's amazing to hear. When you look at AI, you were just talking about the, you know, the, the benefits of AI, but why specifically AI in NetStock? So what we found over the last 10 years or so, our customers have, um, struggled with a few things, um, you know, in terms of the data size. Uh, lots of our customers are carrying bigger product lines, more and more information. Um, you know, some of our biggest biggest customers have eight million different items that they manage that we help them manage. Um, you know, even smaller ones with hundreds of thousands. That's a lot of data to get through. Um, and the other thing that's happened is that supply chains have become very, very complex. It's no, no longer just import from there and sell there. It's, there's a whole chain of things that can happen. And, and actually, that's maybe a little bit of a weakness in the supply chain, which we've seen 
you know, kind of during the pandemic when, you know, one part of that long supply chain gets stuck, uh, you know, I won't mention the Suez Canal or anything, but it affects there are a lot of a lot of people and a lot of places and a lot of things and um because things are so complex and because the data is so big you can't just go into an excel spreadsheet and find that opportunity where you can make a big difference in your in your business and so the first one of the first levels of ai that we've released to our customers we call this opportunity engine and it will go through all of that data for your you know for all of your items through your whole supply chain and find out where the opportunities are and tell it, it tells you in that in that very specific um you know human language this is where the opportunity are it is but not only that it also gives you a suggestion of what to do with that you know so if i can give you an example it would say that it looks like you're going to run out of inventory of this item in your cape town warehouse on this date right um, so that's a, that's an opportunity. Something's going to go wrong, and, and you're getting an early warning. But then it goes and says, "I have found that you've got some excess of that same item in your Durban warehouse. Why don't you transfer some of that excess to Cape Town and help your Cape Town branch not run out, and at the same time reduce the inventory capacity that you have to keep in your Durban warehouse?" Now that's some that's a kind of an insight that. Um, you know, it's very valuable and it's very um, actionable and it cuts through all of that noise and just gives you, there's the opportunity for you. So that's the kind of stuff that, we, that we're working on. Okay, that's, that's interesting. And it makes complete sense. And there's no ways you will spot that if you, you know, going through large data sets. Uh, to try and spot something like that, that's where AI comes in. And NetStock yeah, is, 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 is first to market, if I'm not mistaken, in bringing AI into inventory management software, I'm not a, I'm not aware that it's been done before with its new opportunity engine uh, that I was reading about. Now, with that said, what what sets Netstock's capabilities apart from other inventory management solutions available in the South African and and the global markets that you serve? Um. So so again, Aki. Um there has been um, some AI available to supply chain and inventory management, but again, available to those big guys. You know, if you think right. of the Amazons of the world, they employ thousands of data scientists who just work with their masses of data and find the best possible way for them to run their supply chain. But the smaller guys, you know, the, the guy on the, the hardware store in the corner, He's got some some data. It's not like there's no data there, but they can't employ uh, data scientists. Never mind a thousand data scientists, right? And so what we are is the what we've brought to market is of this opportunity engine is the first one for this level of customers that can uh, you know help them. Like I say, cut through all of that masses of data and give you those pearls of wisdom of where you can improve um, you know your your inventory management and your supply chain. And so we definitely are first in in the in the market segment that we that we serve. Um, and again, it comes back to our our mission is to help these little guys. You know, we really want to arm them with the same tools to also compete. Otherwise, you know, uh, it, it, only the big guys can do anything about that. And and so that's why we've come out of this as soon as we could. Barry, when you look at the uh, capabilities, I mean, as you talk about AI and, you know, I, I'm thinking of so many other opportunities that are 
that lie in in really adding incredible efficiencies and yes. capabilities. And I guess that NetStock's overall functionality and performance for customers is one thing that AI can really enhance as well, right? Yeah. In fact, it's this is something that we're working on right now. You know, when I said we you know we will we'll have some extra stuff coming out, we are working on a chat GPT like interface for our software where you know not only can you um, ask a question by typing in listen tell me how do I up my forecast for my B items for the next three months it will give you you know the results and, and how to do that but the next version of that will allow us through an API to actually um, allow the, the, the chatbot to action those items for you so you can say please help me to update my a items forecast in the next three months by up them by 10% and it will say this is how you do it or alternatively do you want me to just do it for you and if you say yes it will go and do that and what we we seeing there and what we're thinking is that will be a massive massive improvement for our, our, our customers because it's like having another person in your on your team that can do that kind of menial work you know instead of your highly paid people doing oh, i'm going to go and find all these items and update it you know just get a machine to do it and let your highly paid people understand your supply chain talk with your customers talk to your suppliers do that kind of stuff and and so we want to like up the the level of why where people work instead of down in the in the trenches if, if you get what i'm saying yeah, I mean, I love what you're talking about. I mean, the, 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 what, what AI is doing in the workspace and how it's unlocking tremendous amount of value. And this is such a yeah. great example that you allow your team members to focus on important things like the customer yeah. experience and looking after that. Let the technology take care of these kind of answers. Just out of interest, Barry, what kind of data does your opportunity engine rely on? And and how do you ensure, for example, that it's you know accurate and it's reliable? Because that's a key metric. Because if you get the accuracy okay. and the reliability wrong, then things can go horribly wrong. So how 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 yeah. do you how do you uh, you know take that data and ensure that it is reliable and accurate? Yeah. So so that's a, a big issue that we see, especially with the generative AIs like ChatGPT. Um, uh, the problem that those kinds of things have that it will it will give you very confidently a wrong answer, right? I don't know if you've ever mm. played with ChatGPT, but yes, sometimes yes. it just it gets something wrong, but it's so confident, it tells you exactly what's, you know, the answer, and you look at this and you go, yeah, no, that's not right, <laughs> especially if you're in that field, right? So that is very important for us, and and it was something that we really really strive towards is to is to not get um, these AIs to hallucinate answers, right? So we're looking far more at the customer's own data and understanding the the real intricacies of that data, but not using the generative part of it to generate the answer, right? So we we look at the we train the the AI on the customer's own data. We look at historically what happened and how you know how the the inventory moves and how the supply chain hangs together. And then it uh, it comes up with with opportunities through that. So it's important. It's um, uh, you know, giving wrong answers or hallucinating things. You know, if if your AI goes and says, "Hey, it looks like you have you know that shortfall in Cape Town, but you can replenish it from Bloemfontein," and you go, 
I don't have a warehouse in Bloemfontein. <laughs> no, people are going to stop believing your your AI very quickly. So mm -hmm. uh, it's very important for us to, to get that kind of stuff right. Okay. And then um, the the support that you offer to your customers at NetStock. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess you say that you look after customers of all sorts of different sizes, but, you know, customers grow, they adapt, they maximize, they 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 grow with a brand and how do yeah. how does one maximize the benefits of the AA the AI powered predictive planning suite which you guys have on your platform um and, yeah. and how do you how do customers use that to maximize and get the maximum value out of this um yeah you know that's a good question what we often find is we we get customers in the early stages of their their growth and if we can help them to you know to to optimize and, and improve, we inevitably see them growing and, and getting bigger and bigger. And with our suite of products that we have now, we have, you know, a product for every kind of stage in their growth. Um, you know, as they grow and they want some more sophistication, we can add some more product to that. And if they want some extra sophistication and when they start with a new SNOP um, uh, process, we've got something for them there and so on and so on. So, um, you know, in the beginning, we, we really focused on one type of customer and then we really uh, quickly realized that they start growing. And so we've also grown our, our, our software um, kind of suite to accommodate all those customers in those um, uh, stages of their growth. You know, uh, a, a story I always like to tell is a the South African retailer that, um, you know, sells uh, electronic goods. And when we started with this company, they had four four um, stores, a small little operation, um, and the owner was the one doing the orders. So every Friday, he would get into the office in the morning, lock the door, and do purchase orders through all of his suppliers. And then he would leave the office, you know, at 6, 7 p.m. on a Friday, normally quite grumpy, and go home. And everyone knew, don't, you know, do not speak to the boss on, on Friday afternoons because he's busy. Um, they implemented NetStock, um, and within, I think, two or three years, they've grown that from four to 25 branches. Uh, the owner now comes in on a Friday, does all of the ordering in less than an hour, and then he goes home and, and, and wow. spends time with his, with his family, right? And that's the kind of efficiencies that we really want to give our, our, our customers because it allows them you know, yes, it allows them to make more profit and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But if you think about it, this guy gets a Friday afternoon with his kids and that is priceless. And that's what we, that's what we aim to do with our software. That's a great story. I love that story. And, and, he, and, he, and he doesn't play golf. So um, could have <laughs> spent a bit more time on the golf course as well. But when you look at Nextdoc's plans, yeah, exactly. Uh, when you look at the plans for the future that you have for NetStock, you've made some interesting acquisitions. Obviously, yep. AI is changing so fast. Um, I mean, we've just seen so many iterations this year, and we know that things like generative AI, for example, is going to be uh, something that's going to even shape and unlock even more value. Where do you see your plans for future developments or enhancements to the AI capability in your current software stack? Um, okay, I think I think AI is is just part of our roadmap going forward for everything we do. It's not like something you do, like you say, you, you can't do it for you know, for you know this year, 
release it and go, okay, we're done. You know, it's, it's always going to evolve. It's always going to get better. You know, new models coming out, new, you know, a hardware that allows you to churn through data quicker, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, for us, it's all about um, any developments we do, there's always a component of AI in, into that. Um, and we, you know, we, we're keeping our eye on the, uh, on the industry. We understand where things are going or we, we try to. It's also un- very important to understand where, you know, where's all the fluff and, and the not real stuff. So you kind of don't waste your time on, on those kinds of things. But, um, you know, you know, talk about the acquisitions. We, we acquired a company about 18 months ago uh, called DemandWorks, and they really helped us to get into that kind of bigger space, the medium-sized companies. We now have more processes. They have, um, you know, a team of demand planners, not just that owner, like from that, that first uh, example I've given you and so on. And we really helped them to get more, um, you know, you know, more uh, powerful and, and correct, planning uh, through the software um, and in fact our first um, AI and machine learning stuff came from that uh, acquisition uh, and that's especially in the forecasting uh, arena where we use um, you know machine learning to look at events um, for example you know certain events that happen uh, maybe they happen more uh, on a s- specific schedule and they're going to happen in the future and the forecast engine must automatically apply that or you get these uh, once-off kind of black swan events and you say, okay, COVID is a good example. You know, in April, May, and June of 2020, our sales were really down, but that was because there was a big lockdown. Don't, you know, statistical forecast engine might look at that history and do yeah. another forecast where it's going to go down and you go, oh, that's not going to happen. Where our, new, uh, our machine learning in that is where you can flag those and go, this is a special event. It's not going to happen again. And the AI will automatically figure out what the demand would have been if it was a normal time frame and fix your forecast on that side. And um, yeah, this is something a human can do. You know, you can do that any minute, but try to do that over a million items. And this is where the power again of, of, of the machines come in. And, and that's where we really want to help our, our users save the time and, and the effort to get those things right through um, machine learning and AI. So is a South African customer using an ERP system like, uh, I don't know, SysPro, uh, there's NetSuite. I mean, there's one of many others that NetStock has an integration with, right? What does this AI functionality mean for them uh, in the ERP space? Yeah, so so we have probably a connectors to about 40 different uh, uh, ERPs pre-built so you know when we get a customer and they are on one of those 40 different ERPs the connection is basically instant you know it's not it's not like you have to create an integration it's it's pre-built it's done it works um, and what you know what we um, one of the things that we're working on is that the first time you connect and you start get we start getting all of that data from the ERP into the NetStock platform is to look at that data and say, okay, where are the anomalies? Because very often people don't have very good data hygiene in the ERP system. Um, and, you know, the old saying is, you know, if you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. So we really want to push our, our users to go and, okay, if you can clean up that data in a very meaningful way, then NetStop will be even more powerful to, you know, give you better recommendations and better 
um, planning capabilities. Um, but it's very difficult to say to someone, go clean up your data, right? But if you can yes. say to them, listen, here's a list of things that we see that are wrong, okay? And while you're going to go clean up that, that those problem data in your ERP system, we're going to ignore that on this side and keep working and, and producing the best recommendations that we can on the, uh, you know, maybe not 100% healthy data that you, that you have. When you've done that, fix up and clean up, come back to the software, switch off that filter, and now we use the, the good data. So uh, the, some of the AI that we're working on, you know, probably coming this year will be allowing us to get uh, or allow our customers to get, um, you know, value from the Netstock system quicker, even though they don't have all of that data in a very clean, beautiful format yet while they're still working okay. on it. So that's, that's kind of where we, we're looking at this integrations and where we can improve that. Okay. Well, look, South African businesses face some unique supply chain problems here. And, um, Absolutely. you know, let, let, let's talk about the issue in the ports, for example, or the rail system. So logistics are a challenge. I mean, there's no doubt yeah. that we have that poor infrastructure, uh, you know, it's hindering rail and freight transportation across the country. Yeah. Is there anything that, that NetStock can do to help South African businesses kind of navigate the these logistic issues that we have in in south africa yeah absolutely Aki. you know we've seen um you know again the pandemic has really highlighted a lot of those kind of issues um worldwide i mean yes south africa does have some unique or extra um, challenges and um, but worldwide these things have come and what we've seen you know i'll give you an example when the first um uh, lockdown started happening worldwide um, and we look at one of our customers and they might be placing purchase orders every 30 days, right? Or every month into whatever. And, um, I'll give you an example. One of our customers, they usually place their orders, uh, into, um, the States from China, uh, and it will take 60 days for the stuff to arrive. So place the order 60 days later, it's in the warehouse. That's, that's from getting it from China on the water through customs on rail into the warehouse, 60 days. When the lockdown started they the next order they placed 30 days later uh it was it took 70 days right wow okay a little bit of a bit of a change you know not so bad next time they ordered it was 100 days next wow. time they ordered 140 days it went up to one year at one point all right so if you look at this customer every time they're placing an order they're getting a surprise a big surprise why is it now gone from 60 to 140 days with, you know, in two order cycles? Something's not right. But if you look at all of our customers in aggregate and you look at the ordering patterns at that time, you'll see that there was a very smooth graph of what was going on. And if we had our AI ready back then in 2020, uh, this AI can, can uh, look at that graph and, and predict to where it's going. So when your customer places the order, you can say, listen, it might be a 70-day uh, uh, lead time now, but we predict in the next 30 days it will be you know, at 100 days. Uh, you might want to order differently now mm. because we can predict where it's going. So this is where you know, something like you know, a, a supply chain hiccup or a, where things start going out of kilter over time. You know, interest rates go up 
what happens when interest rates or inflation goes up? What happens when inflation goes up? The Reserve Bank puts interest rates up. What happens when that happens? People don't spend or they spend less. So your demand goes down. But also it doesn't just happen in a, you know, in a, in a fashion like that. It goes down in a smooth curve. So can right. we forecast that curve and tell our, our users, listen, your demand is going to go down. Stop ordering now. You don't need all that stock um, because, you know, you, you, if you have too much stock in the warehouse, it will, um, you know, lock up cash flow that you can use in other parts of your business. So that's where we see uh, in the future that, um, you know, we can really help with the, with the supply chain in, in terms of predicting how those things um, happen uh, before they happen. Yeah. Look, um, the reality is we're living in, in tough economic times and there's massive That's inflation. The... I don't need to remind you, these businesses have cash flow issues. That, that it's it's yeah. a major concern for that South African supply chain industry right now. Uh, the unpredictability of the currency, et cetera, et cetera. How can NetStock yeah. help customers improve and, and safeguard their cash flow? You know, overall, when you look at the broader picture, and take a mm -hmm. step back, and and I think yep. cash flow is a massive challenge. It is. It is one of the biggest challenges we see because we work with these smaller uh, customers. Our customers really uh, feel that cash flow and that uh, working capital pinch, you know. Uh, and what's happened is, is is capital became more expensive as the interest rates keep climbing and climbing and climbing. Um, it's not so easy to just go to the bank and say, "Give me another million rand." to stock my warehouse, right? The, the bank is either going to go, well, yes, but you're going to pay, or they, the bank is also becoming a bit risk averse and they go, oh, are you going to sell this stuff? You know, I don't know. And they don't. And banks generally don't lend on inventory. They will lend you against your, your factory and they will lend against all kinds of other assets, but they won't lend against inventory. So where NetStock comes in is it says, okay, you have this um, bunch of inventory in your warehouses. Normally, you know, customers have more than one warehouse, and um, there's cash, there's working capital tied up in those in those warehouses. Um, but like I've, uh, the example I've given you earlier, if we can rebalance all the inventory, so instead of ordering in at the new price uh, and 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 getting stuff into that Cape Town warehouse, if we transfer them, you know, the inventory from the you know the Kaiserleden warehouse, for example. You know, not only will you not spend that money, but you'll take working capital out of KZN, put it into Cape Town where it sells and starts making you, you know, some money. Um, so there's a lot of that balancing that we do, which allows you to, you know, take the current cash that's locked up in your inventory, get rid of it by selling it. So it makes you some, some margin. And also um, it allows you not to have to go to the bank to get that overdraft to buy more inventory to sell. So it's kind of a double-sided um, improvement you get there. And yes. what we see is when we unlock that working capital, that's when the businesses start growing because that's all they need. It's just that extra capital yes. to get the growth going. And that's when, you know, the economy starts starts spinning up, you know, like that, that guy with 25 stores after only had four stores, that kind of story. Well, Barry, I mean, I can sit and chat to you for hours because... It's amazing what you guys have done and what incredible value NetStock is is doing and unlocking for organisations, um, and and it's great to see you guys doing so well on the on the on the global front, uh, acquisitions and just expanding what you guys are doing. 
um, and wishing you growth from strength to strength, Barry. And uh, hope we can have a Thank chat in so the much. next uh, few months to see where you're at and hear more of your insights and, and what you're doing uh, to unlock you. value in the supply chain management uh, cycles. Barry Kukuk, who is the Chief Technology Officer at Netstock, proudly South African and a, and a fantastic South African success story. Thank you very much for joining us on What's Next, Barry. Thank you, Aki. I really appreciate your time. Have a good day.